You've got a lot of sausages and things that just come to their head and... And it chipped it away again! Toby Flood. God's sake! He pulled my scrub cap off and he squirted water in my face and you're not allowed to do that. Shut it off! Shut the video off! What a yoga! <laughs> Welcome everyone to the Wayside Rugby podcast. Podcast that no one asked for, but... You're going to get anyway. I'm here today with Ed and delighted again to be joined by to be joined by Adam Jones. This week we're going to preview the East versus West game, which is happening on Saturday. Uh, we're going to talk a bit more about some of the squads that have come out. Obviously, Owen Farrell's red card, not red card, and just some general, general shite rugby chat. I'm doing the intro today because... Ed's Ed's a bit poorly because he's uh, he's been drinking for a week and also his missus has left him for three months. <laughs> so he's been drowning his story. Oh, How are you, mate? I think as you get older, the hangovers well, they definitely get worse. That's for sure. But uh, good. I I was in I was back in England for a couple of weeks. Well, for five days, it felt like a couple of weeks. Jesus, we had a, a stag do in the Lake District. Followed by the wedding two days later at my old school up in Lancashire. Um, and it was like an English Aussie wedding. So there's all these Aussies who came over and they uh, they know how to party, those girls. It was pretty rough. And then, yeah, my, my partner, she she left on, uh, she'd gone back to Scotland on Friday. And she's about to set sail halfway around the world for a race in a couple of weeks. So uh, I won't be seeing her until November, end of November. Can I see you? Can I see your palms or your hands? Show me on your video the palms of your hands. No blisters yet, then. Okay, she's got to be. We'll 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 have a look again. Them again. And like come October time, you're gonna have a lot of blisters. Then, mate. So yeah, I've one one tiny hand. Yeah, I am. Oh god. Um, yeah, and then I've got to do it all over again in. Exactly two weeks, and coincidentally enough, Adam, it's with where someone you grew up with, I believe, with Josh Fowl, Fowles. Oh yeah, yeah, no way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so my, Fowl. oh, please do tell because he's and well, he's basically the best man of my soon-to-be brother-in-law. Um, so he's married my sister, and Josh is the best man, and it's over in Spain in in a couple of weeks. Uh, and I know he went on. I he. So he did play rugby for for Sale and for Leicester, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, yeah, we we played together in the same club. Cool. Uh, yeah, Adam, how's things going? Yeah, good. Um, life's been very whirlwind uh, since the last time I was on the pod. Uh, it's like life's changed completely. People stop him in the street and saying, "You're that guy's been on the Wayside pod- Podcast," and it's been it's been beautiful actually. Yeah. Uh, getting pats on the back, and I don't know. I don't know if there's any credit where where it's supposed to be, but um, yeah, it's been been it's been wonderful. Thank you very much for enhancing my life. It's good being a celebrity, isn't it? No, it's, it's it's just awesome. You know, it's just uh, it's uh, yeah. I, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to be humble, but you know, I'm just going to let it go to my head and just and just go with it. You know, go for it, mate. When, when you got a haircut like this, you just got to run with it, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, very good. Thanks. Very good. Excited. Excited, for, very excited for the weekend, and obviously it's going to kick off the season quite nicely. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's stoked to to get going. Yeah, let's yeah. um massive uh, 
Sorry, do you are you are you back presenting now? No. All right, mate. You can do it if you want. It's fine. It's like costing my was off. There's a power struggle. Yeah. <laughs> the little one doesn't get the hint. <laughs> um, right, that brings us on nicely to to the big game: East versus West, East of Norway versus the West of Norway. Yeah. Um, we've been we've been talking this up for for a few weeks now and uh, trying to figure out who's East and who's West. We got the teams. Teams are out. Mm-hmm. Richie and Glenn have picked the teams, and Adam, you are, if I'm not mistaken, you're skippering the the West Coast. That's great. Uh, yeah, correct. I have the honour of being captain for the West guys this this weekend, uh, which I'm, I take as a great honour. Uh, and yeah, really looking forward to it. And this is the first East West game for for a number of years for a number of years now, isn't it? I think. Have you played in one of these before? I haven't actually. No. Um, I came to Norway first in 2012, uh, but left a little bit in between. But um, no, this is the first time of this, the actual East versus West. So um, yeah, heard lots about it from before. So it was a good idea and it's it's good to see that Richie's got it back up and running again. Yes. And who are you most looking forward to to playing against this in this round? Uh, playing against? Yes. Um, I've, I mean, I've seen I've seen the East squad, and it's uh, it looks pretty tasty, to be honest with you. Um, I'm well, it's, yeah. I'm obviously I'm I'm playing twelve. Um, looking forward to to playing against Matthias again. Um, we, we, when we were both uh, first uh, eligible for the national team, me and him were going for the same position, so that's a a nice uh, old battle between us two, which I'm I'm looking forward to, obviously. Nice. Uh, but I'm I'm really looking I'm really looking forward to seeing. Um, how the packs go as well, uh, because you've got some got some 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 big hitters on, on both teams, uh, especially like uh, obviously Alexi at eight with like, up against Derek. Um, you know the he was the the captain for Norway against Andorra, uh, very good player. Alexi, obviously we all know he's a very good player. Also looking forward to seeing um, Nick again, Nick Sabi against Johnson. I think that'll be a good a good battle oh, as well. Very has to be a great one. That's like your classic. That's like your classic rugby player versus just your freak athlete. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be. Very what about? Um, are you gonna Are you gonna be looking at running some lines down number ten towards Theo? <laughs> I love Theo. He's a good lad, and I, I, I enjoy, I enjoy, I enjoy more running at him. To be honest, so yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. No, I'm I'm stoked. Uh, I'm 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 raring to go. Um, I'll run at anybody, but um, a little French boy, it's even better, isn't it? You know. But uh, now there's some I French boy with a with a with a big tackle on him. To be fair, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, he, he, I'm. What? I don't want to put um, petrol on the fire or anything with him. But uh, now there's some there's some. Uh, it, Richie's picked two really good squads there. There's some. There's a there's a good bit of talent on show. Obviously. When you, you you're a bit like the British Lions, obviously not that's anywhere near that level. But like you know, when you you when you throw a, a load of a bunch of players together to play a game, it can go either way. Do you know what I mean? It's whoever wants it most on the on the day. I think and uh, on paper, it's just that's all it is. It's just paper. It's what happens on the grass at the end of the day. And I think it's uh, it's going to be a tasty tasty game of and a good exhibition of rugby. I think. Tom, um, I don't know if you've been listening, but Tom's been he's not on today. 
obviously, because um, mm. he doesn't actually like. But wait, wait, does this actually like what, facing the people he's been talking? So Tom, Tom's not on today because obviously we know he's moved up north. But today is the last day of the fish buffet in the local restaurant. <laughs> so he's got to get his fill of fish. Okay, yeah. and he's a vegetarian. Fill of fish. <laughs> before oh, before dude. next summer, so this is the last this is the last fish buffet in almost a year apparently up in there wherever he is. That's why you can't make it today. But he doesn't mind. Oh, really. he doesn't mind actually having to talk to the people he's been talking shit about. So he he normally misses those podcasts. But yeah. he's been saying that the East are absolutely going to dominate and it's not even going to be close. Have you actually responded? No, he said. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, I kind of touched upon it. with like, because that—that's what I've got. On paper, uh, you could argue that, yeah, they, there's. Yeah. I mean, for me, when I first saw both of the squads, I thought, okay, maybe the East have got us in the pack, but potentially a little bit of an edge on the pack. Um, but the backs, I think, um, the backs and the West uh, match, or if not, others edge the, the 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 backs and the East. So that's why I think it's going to be a really good game. Uh, but. As the old cliche is, you know, the the forwards win you the game, and the backs tell you by how much. So we've got to really uh, like hoping that our uh, our pack will just uh, the West that is uh, will 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 take on the challenge and uh, get us some good clean ball, and we can hit some hard lines and and uh, and, and do some damage. But I know I know what to, Tom's just like yeah, whatever Tom says, I always take with you know a half a kilogram of salt. Because um, everything, everything, if it, anything other than blinden, and it doesn't really, doesn't really rate. So, he, 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 look, look, opinions are like arseholes. Everyone's got one. So, um, you know, he can have his, he can have his opinion. When at the end of the day, that's all it is. And then we'll just, we'll get down to it on Saturday, and uh, whatever happens, happens. Who's how is the? Is it anyone for? Um, oh, sorry, I was going to ask like. From people you've been training with at the moment, Adam, is there anyone who who you think is going to hit some good form on Saturday that we need to watch out for? Um, yeah, I mean, Stian Danielson's playing really well at the moment. Uh, he had a really good game against Denmark. Uh, obviously, been training with him week in week out, and he's um, looking really good at the moment. Actually, uh, Nick Sabe's just Mister Consistent. Um, these are the guys I've been training with. Uh, the one guy to look out for, though, who you might not know much of, is a uh, guy playing fourteen, Stefan from the UK, plays in the UK. He's he's like okay, consistent. Yeah, he's consistently been scoring sort of between twenty three to thirty tries for his uh, pretty decent level in Nottingham. Uh, and every time he every time he plays for the national team, he, he always kind of makes makes something happen. So he's he's back. He's been, the national team has kind of been playing nine or wing, but he's a very exciting winger. Uh, so I think he might he might uh, surprise you a little bit. I think, um, but yeah, everyone's got the potential to do something. Um, you know, the, the the front row we've got some big some big boys in the front row there. Teddy and and Cedric to back back. It's a sandwich Steyard there in the front row. Uh, but likewise, you've got the same in the east as well. So it's 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 really exciting. I'm I'm not trying to be diplomatic because obviously I want the West to win, but. Um, I think the real win is going to be this exhibition of rugby, really, just to see what what we've got on show, uh, and it's going to be nice just to some of the guys that are probably used to playing for teams which get beat beat, beat a lot and in and out and haven't got that sh- that depth in their squad. We're playing against playing alongside guys who are a bit a bit more experienced or another level, 
So it's just going to be really good for everyone, really, because uh, it's going to be in mm-hmm. competition for those that are at a certain level, but also help bring those guys who are probably, uh, you know, not used to playing at a higher level. So, yeah, it's really positive. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. I won't give... The, um... You go, mate. So I was going to say, I won't, I won't give uh, too much of our of our game plan away. I was, uh, I'm, I think, I, well, I'm one of the coaches on Saturday, so, uh, oh, yeah, I kind of... Anything well, they're saying, I'm taking. I'm taking. I'm taking some notes on the side. Put it that way. <laughs> well, if I didn't know you were coach, mate. So if that's the case, then Ed Weston's definitely going to win. You ain't got no chance. I think you say that. I've actually got a, bit, a better coaching record than Tom. Thank you very much. So I'll uh, I'll take that any day. <laughs> it's all banter. It's all banter, mate. Ed's Ed's written down. Um, Adam wants to run at our smallest player. That's the, uh, that's what he's Adam's on there. Fast winger. Fast winger. winger. <laughs> yeah. I start, I start sweating when you talk about speed. That's right, mate. You're 12. You don't need speed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Who's, uh, we're going to be coming up against our, um, the flying Fijian. Saka, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's going to be, has he been around for a while? Because I, I saw, I, Mom, roughly who he is. He's in his forties, I think. Mm. Late thirties. He's a little, I think he's he's late thirties, I think. But he he's been playing well. He's been in and around the Norway squad for I think like eleven or twelve years. Yeah, and he's Fijian, yeah, like but, proper Fijian. Well, like game straight training well for you, is he? Like, is he you good player? Yeah? He came. He's. He works offshore, so he can't train that much. Um, but he, when he's in Oslo, he comes burning, and yeah, he's there. Yeah, he's he's. Uh, I'm not going to give too much away, obviously, but he's he's good. He's a uh, he's he's got he's got his pros and his cons, but uh, which I'm sure you'll find out on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, but it'll be it'll be uh, it'll be looking at you, I reckon. Nice. It's just Yeah, yeah. No, sorry. I was just going to ask very quickly: who, who's who's who are you going to be competing against the um, best mullet? Um, well, you'll have to think of Torda. Yeah, Torda's Tor mullet's coming on really well. Cedric's also got a pretty decent mullet as well. Um, well, I, I think I'm thinking about doing something different for my hair this. I don't want to give too much away either, but I'm thinking about doing something slightly <laughs> different for my hair this weekend. Um, just, just, just. To oh yeah. Use people. It. Yeah, yeah, but we'll we'll see. Or maybe uh, maybe if it comes out well and uh, it goes to plan, I'll I'll send you a little photo and you can send it out. It's not yeah, color- think... you're not colorless, are you? I'm not going to give anything away. Like okay, uh, I'm going to yeah. keep my cast <laughs> in my chest, like like Ed. But uh, yeah, there might be there might it's be. Joe would my Joe would spring my razor just in case. I've got a good one. I haven't used a razor for, for a long, long time, mate. They keep them away from me. Uh, it's like it's like my missus always says if I ever sh- if I ever shave my beard she dumped me so it's quite comforting to know only am you know a Gillette Mac three away from being single which is pretty good but um, <laughs> but, yeah. but uh, nah, nah, there's there's some boys that are going out there and I like to think that you know I've inspired them with with the old mullet um, but uh, yeah well, the, the mullet will be hopefully be be, be flowing um, but we'll we'll see we'll, you'll, you'll, I'll keep it as a surprise who's got the best mullet. In international rugby, I mean, Joe Mulder's had some pretty decent ones, hasn't he? 
well, hairstyles in general, really. Um, there's, there's that, who's that Kiwi guy who's got the like the perm mullet? There's a guy, Jack Goodhues used to have a good one, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Now, there's some pretty decent... I like... Um, who, who's that Aussie number nine? Tate McDermott, whatever he's called. Yeah. The new, the number 10's got a mullet as well, hasn't he? Carter Gordon. Mm. Yeah, they could have a double mullet halfback combo. That'd be... That's very... Oh, actually, Carter Gordon's is quite magnificent. Yeah. Oh, his is quite... Something else, else. Yeah. Huh? It's getting, getting pretty low on it. The sun, the sun's been on it as well. So people keep asking me if I put highlights in it, but it's not. It's actually just naturally gone, gone highlighted. For those of you who can't see, I'm, I'm showing these guys now. Frosted, mullet from the hand. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost like you know, soft eroticism going on here. So yeah, that is a good force. <laughs> that'll be uh, that'll be swaying in the wind on on Saturday. I hope so. As he's getting munched back by by monster tackles by Theo. What do you want about? I don't can't get enough red to to to, get to make it flow like that. <laughs> I'm just hoping it's windy, <laughs> <laughs> so it does flow. Speed a minute ago. <laughs> yeah, but hopefully the wind's coming from behind, so it gives me a little bit of an extra push. But uh, all good. But yeah. Um. So no east east versus west. This Saturday, Bolts Lucker. What time is it, Ed? Uh, three PM kickoff. Uh, yeah, it's the good down. Three PM kickoff. Is there going to be stuff like a barbecue or kids stuff or anything, or is it just just a game? I don't, I don't think so. There's going to be. I think there's some stuff in the works for the return fixture in November. But for this one, it's just a game, I believe. We're going to try and live stream it, I think. So keep an eye out, or at least record it. Um, and then I guess there's a bit of a social after. Um, and we're hopefully going to be watching England, Ireland, and some of the other games. Um, actually, I don't know, Adam. How many of your how many of your team are staying around Oslo for the night, or or like me flying back? Yeah, I, be- I believe most of them are actually. So it should be should be quite good. But I mean. If you're down in Oslo, you're out and about, and you've got nothing to do, then oh, join it's us. A great day to come and come come down and join it. Join the rugby family. Yeah, It'd be, yeah. be be really good. Um, well, as we said, nice. sorry, yeah. As, as we said, this is this is if you're if you want to put show Norwegian rugby at its best, there's been some there's been a lot of things happening recently that have you know maybe not put Norwegian rugby at its best. But if you want to see Norwegian rugby at its best, this is the game to come and watch. This is the social to come and yeah. to come and to come to afterwards to just to get get involved. Yeah, I think it's, it's a, yeah. I think it's the, um, it's pretty cool as well. Like we're I think for the East team we're wearing uh, one of the old. Let me. I just want to get my facts right. We are wearing the Oslo Rugby Club shirt from the 50th anniversary, um, which was a couple of years back. So it's quite uh, it's quite quite symbolic actually. Kind of you know. With the with the East team being mostly Sagan and Linden wearing an Oslo uh, an Oslo rugby club shirt, that was pretty cool. Nice. And yeah, what did did Blinden play in that with Oslo when they were were they combined at one point or? Yeah, exactly. I think quite quite a few years back now they used to be combined. So we're kind of yeah, we just wanted to kind of throw something back there for to show that we're we're together against you boys. And I think you you're doing something quite similar, I guess. Yeah. So obviously in 
don't want to go into too much, but I mean, we just we're we're going to actually. I was actually asked to uh, bring the kit, uh, and we've decided to go with. I don't know if you know, but those of you who don't know, Stavanger used to play rugby league. We used to be part of the rugby league uh, competition. But then when the union fixtures were too much, we had to pull out. But we still got... So what I've done is I've dug out the old rugby league kit that we used to play in, the Stavanger rugby league kit, which says uh, um, home with the big swords on the back. Um, and yeah, we, we, we're wearing that as a, as a you know, a, a mark of solidarity to our rugby league brothers um, to, to, to show that we, we are still united with whatever's going on. Um, and also, we've been told it's like a barbarian style, so everyone's going to wear, wear their own club socks as well. So, yeah, that that, that that's quite cool. Uh, I think that's quite a nice touch. Yeah. How how many clubs have you got um, represented on the Saturday? Because I, I guess obviously there's a lot more on, on the west coast than there is on the east side, right? Yeah. So we've got obviously Bergen and Stavanger. Uh, we've got Trondheim that are part of it. Uh, we've got two players that are uh, UK based. Uh, but they're actually registered with Stavanger for for reasons so they can play for the national team. Uh, we've got uh, a guy called Johnny Carrot from Alls- Alderson Rugby Club. Uh, we've got uh, a young lad, Oliver, from Song- Songdal. And, uh, yeah, we got uh, there was a couple of positions where we, we, we couldn't fill with that, those particular special positions, so we got a couple of Solomon players as well. Uh, so, yeah, we're pretty well represented, to be honest. Uh, one, two... Like six, 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 six or seven different clubs, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, um, yeah, good representation, yeah. That's brilliant, that's awesome. And, uh, you know, we've been chatting to the west coast as well, and there's a load more clubs, there's a load more clubs there. So maybe next, the next east versus west game, you'll have even more clubs represented, yeah. I mean, I was, I was, there wasn't that many. I, I thought, to be honest with you, when I originally thought about the west, it would probably be just be a combination of, uh, Stavanger and Bergen of course has been the biggest union clubs in the West um, but I think with obviously the fixture next week with Stavanger and Bergen I think people have had to I know from Stavanger's point of view a lot of guys have got kids and families and stuff and they kind of just had to uh, you know pick pick uh, pick one and yeah so they, they couldn't really uh, justify a, a trip another trip to Oslo so um, but that the, it, but saying that the positives of that is that you know some other people have been able to get a bit of experience and uh you know, bring bring guys from all the different clubs together, which is I think is really really nice, really a really good way of doing it. And I know Richie's using it kind of almost like a a, a a national team camp sort of thing, just get a bit more contact under our belts because obviously there's only four games in the final. So it's um yeah, it's really, I think it's a it's a great idea. It gets gets the whole rugby community together, and uh, and then we're going to have another one in Bergen as well. And yeah, hopefully we can get some momentum going with it, and people get to know each other and find combinations that we might not have thought about in camps and uh yeah go from there really it's just competitive spirit yeah burger in november is going to be great in a minute yeah it's gonna be happy yeah yeah <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be horrible um for I, i'm gonna do a little plug here as well for anyone listening um for that return fixture in bergen they wanted to do two games right so they wanted to do a development game as well as the real game. So they want to do a game for any developmental players. Anyone who's who's kind of just relatively new to the game or needs a bit more game time under the belt and maybe isn't making the, the top squad at the moment, um, all sits come down and that game will be played directly before the main one, I, I believe. So there is also an event for that and there is a Google Sheet for people to sign up on. So uh, yeah, get on that if she wants to take part as well. 
really. We, okay. we actually we actually did that once uh, with the national team uh, back in 2014 or 2015. We had a development squad that played a game against Bergen before a national team game. And it was great. It was such a great atmosphere. It was loads of people down. There was like hundreds of people down watching it. And, uh, and it was good because then you get to get the chance to play a bit more rugby and, uh, and and find out new players that you might not have thought about. And yeah, it's great. But I'm really pleased to hear that we're doing that awesome. development thing again in Bergen. Really yeah. yeah, I think um, I think it was Mike Pride's idea. So I guess shout out to Pride for that. Um, or in fact, it might actually be Ben's idea that he... He kind of implanted on on my prize, so yeah. Congrats to well, not congrats, but well thought of Ben and Mike, I suppose. Well, the thing is, um, if you have an idea. If you have an idea about rugby in Norway, just go to Mike Pride and you make sure he gets done. So, yeah, exactly. He's, yeah, he's, the, he's that kind of guy. Adam, quick, quick, uh, should we put a quick wager on it? Loser buys the winner a beer on Saturday. Yeah, go on then. Well, I go for a beer. Um, but I think. Uh, I don't, yeah, I think it's going to be a very close game. I think it's going to be 28-25 to the West. What do you I think? I've even, I've even given you a score there. 32-20 to the East, I think. 32-20. I think Will, I'm playing say, behind, Will playing behind a big pack is going to be tasty. That's gonna be Will. good. I think I'm gonna say 1917 East. Ooh. 1917 East. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would number nine Will uh for Blinden. He's he started number nine on uh Saturday. He's uh, yeah. yeah. He's he's I think with a with the a slightly bigger pack than Blinden normally has uh, in front of him, he'll uh yeah, I think he'll be able to play well. Yeah. Will Antio actually having some front football. Antio, yeah. That's the bag, good on you. What, maybe, yeah, man. Well, 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 we'll put a beer on it. We'll put a beer on it, and yeah. Uh, and yeah, the loser buys the other one a beer. Yeah, few days. But oh, cool. it's a shame. I'm... Um, I'd love to have been there. What What else has been? Uh, what else has been happening in in the world of rugby? I missed most of the games this weekend because I was just in a constant state of uh, inebriation. I guess is a way to put it. <laughs> That'll probably that'll probably help with the England Wales game, mate. So what I've heard it has, I don't think I've missed out on much. All I know is all the drama that's kicked off uh, since then with Aaron Farrell, which is, I I just think it's absolutely amazing what's going on. Yeah, I mean Farrell is such a legend. He's such a legend. No one can, no matter how much you hate him, who no one else would have ever got this red card rescinded. No one else. Only Owen Farrell would have got this rescinded. It's fucking amazing. He's walked in there, he's gone, well, I just, I just wanted to try and get better. I'm just going to get better. And then they've, and then they've believed it and he's got, and he's got let off. It's fucking great. I love it. Absolutely love it. I mean, I, I haven't seen much of the rugby either because we had our annual SRK camping trip at the weekend. So I was similarly uh, inebriated as well, but. Um, I used to, when I was back in the UK, I actually did my coaching development with the Sale Sharks. Um, and uh, I was talking to some of the players there and they did, they, they like did these like conferences and courses and stuff like that. And uh, asked them like, who do you think is the best player in the world? And literally all of them said Owen Farrell. 
<laughs> he's just like these... a leader of men, you know, he's just an absolute legend of the game. Was that with like a lot of the academy kids and stuff at Sale or was it with the first team? So I, I, I did my coaching badges with the Sale Academy. So I was with the, the uh, D, DPP. So my mentor was the head of the DPP at Sale Sharks. And then we got invited as a as a, a way of developing as a coach. Uh, you got to go and uh, do the conferences with, uh, what's his name? Not Neil Diamond, I was saying, but Diamond. The, the women he was, yeah. Steve Diamond. Steve Diamond. Steve Diamond. Steve Diamond. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Steve Diamond. So like he, he, was, he was there with Chris Ashton and when Chris Ashton was at Sale and stuff and uh, they they they've had like a questions and answers session for the the guys who were developing his coaches there, and I asked them like at the time like who do you think is the best player in the world at the moment? And because uh, obviously Fafta Clerk was playing there as well, and uh, they were like saying, "Oh, you mean you mean second to Fafta Clerk is what their first answer was?" And I was like, "Yeah, okay, second to Fafta Clerk." And uh, they all raved about Owen Farrell being just like the the, the best player that they've uh, they've ever seen touch a rugby ball, basically. Um, but yeah. I mean, yeah, I haven't seen much what's going on, in the, I've just seen what's been on Facebook basically about like he, he got the red card and all the memes going around of him looking like a dinosaur, like a T Rex, because he's got all arms and stuff. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, I'm just, so, I'm just so happy for him that he's, he's, he's managed to get out of it, you know, that Northern Charms. Well, he hasn't actually. So there's the World Rugby today. The World Rugby today have intervened and they've appealed it. So I think there's going to be a hearing next week. Um, and I'm kind of worried that they're going to make an example out of him now and give him like you know, a four or five game ban. But so, who who decided that it wasn't a red card? Then that wasn't World Rugby. Well, well, so they went to like a the I can't remember like the panel right or of the three intermediaries or whatever you want to call them. And all those three people that decided that it, the red card should be rescinded were all bloody Aussies. <laughs> so I'm just picturing three like former NRL players with two brain cells between them who loved a high tackle. Yeah, yeah. Be like that. Nah, it was fine, mate. That was, was fine. fine. That was fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he got yeah. He's that. Oh, it's bonkers. The whole thing was just bonkers. Like, firstly with the he got the yellow card and then it went to the wherever it was the bunker. Which I hate. I hate that. It's awful. But whatever. That's for another day. Um, and then it got upgraded to a red. And then it's now got downgraded to nothing. And then it's going to maybe get upgraded again. It's brilliant. It's so funny. World rugby is fucking useless. Like, what is going on? What, what's, what's, he, what's he looking at there originally? Was it a three three game ban or something like that? Six weeks, I think. What? Six weeks. Well, no, uh, right. yeah. I think they were looking at three to six weeks people weren't really sure um but then i think a lot of the controversies come around the fact that i think one of the tongan players got like a much heftier ban even though it was his first offense and this is Powell's like third offense and then there was another incident recently where a player got like a, a pretty hefty ban when the shouldn't have done so i think they're just kind of looking at and you know then the whole argument about oh you know we're from a, a tier two country we don't give a shit about us you know, then the captain of England gets a, a three-game ban or a two-game ban or whatever it will be. So, yeah, just a lot of kind of a bit of controversy around it all. Basically, there's just no consistency, is there? Like, and it's the problem with rugby in general is like, if us who talk about rugby and watch rugby don't understand what's going on, 
how the hell is someone who doesn't know the game going to understand anything? Like, yeah, exactly. But the thing is, as well, like it's it, the game at that level is played at such a pace. Yeah, I mean, it's so difficult to make those on on field decisions. I reckon, like, I would hate to be a referee at that level. Like, it's uh, you, you know, you 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 you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah, you yeah. know, exactly. Going let a rugby, let them smash each other, and then you have got the other ones going. Oh no, no, no! We need to put cotton all around them and stuff. And it's like whatever they do, it's they're never going to win. And then there's and obviously with the profile of Owen Farrell of what's happened in the past and sort of things have been blown out. And with it being England as well, just blown out. If it was any other player, they'd just been like, right, okay, two, two, two game ban, that's it, done, and then no, no one would be talking about it. But because of what's happened and stuff like the media get around it, it's like the media in England, they just seem to be the worst enemies to any kind of sports team, regardless. Of the rugby. You know what I mean? They just get on the back of everything negative. It's, I'm, so, I'm so glad I'm in the way. You know what I mean? So, so. Well, well, talking about negative media. Yeah, no, I was about to say it's a better Talking story. about negative media, have you two seen the most recent press conference with Eddie Jones before they're about to go on the place? No, no, go on. It is unbelievable. If you haven't seen it, go and watch it. It's 10 minutes. It's 10 minutes long. The man. 10 minutes of gold. So, oh, man, is he's absolutely, yeah. he's lost the plot. He's lost the plot. He's lost the plot. So, Eddie Jones... Ex-England coach went down, now Wallaby coach. Has lost, I think, every game as Wallaby coach. Don't think he's won a game yet. Nope. He's picked his he's picked his World Cup squad. He's left out Hooper and Cooper. Yeah. And he's taking one fly half to the World Cup. He's got, what, like two caps or something? Yeah. So, basically, Eddie's lost the plot. And he's doing a press conference. And he's got, like, a Crocodile Dundee hat on. Um, and all these Australian journos, he's got like a suit and a crocodile and Dundee hat and they're about, they're going to go and like get on the plane to go to the World Cup and the journalists are basically asking him why are we so shit? Like what's going to happen? And Ed- Eddie is going like, he just goes mental at them. It's so funny. And he's like, at the end of it, he goes, this is the worst press conference I've ever done in my life. Like he's, it's, it's honestly gold. It's so good. But, right. I think the I think the journalists are asking like decent questions. They're basically like, "What are you expecting?" And Eddie's like, "I expect us we're going to go win the World Cup." And they're like, "Like seriously, you seriously think we're going to go win the World Cup?" And he's like, "You don't think we can win the World Cup? You don't think we can win? You're so negative, so negative. Why do you think we can win it? You think we're shit, don't you?" And it was like, and all the journalists are like, "Well, yeah, we are shit." And it's just brilliant. It's amazing. It's so. I, I'll, I, see, I might, I'll show. You. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. I was gonna. I was just gonna say. I was gonna quickly read out some of the quotes that you said. Right. So I know what's wrong with Australian rugby, and part of the part a part of you blokes are the problem. Um, he said, "Thanks for the worst press conference I've ever had in world rugby. Well done. The worst I've ever seen. <laughs> I can't believe the level of negativity here. You're so negative about everything. We're off to a World Cup. You think we can't win? Tell us we're terrible, and we'll prove you wrong." I can feel this negativity. I've got to wash myself off because it's just sticking to me. If you have like, got any positives to say, please don't ask. They're going out in the group. Yeah. Well, I actually, I actually, uh, I actually met Eddie Jones. So I went on. 
As he walked away at the end of the news conference, Jones said, go give yourselves uppercuts. <laughs> oh, dear. He's so, he's off his rock already. He's absolutely off his rock. Right, sorry, Adam, you said, so, what, you met, you met him then? Yeah, I went on a rugby tour and I was like 17 to, to Australia. And uh, we were, we, he was he was the head coach of the Brumbies at the time. And we actually had a training session at the Brumbies um, and he came out and just watched him and, and did, a, did a little bit of a session with us. And I, at the time, I, I actually played fullback uh, and I used to have white Adidas Predator boots. They were my pride and joy. I bought them for this Australia tour that we were doing. And uh, I remember him just making a comment on the side. Oh, mate, you poor me. You think you're good, mate? With a boot like that, you better be fucking good. <laughs> Cheers, mate. I didn't know who the guy was at the time or anything like because I was not obviously didn't follow any of the Australian rugby. I was, I just remember thinking, he looks weird. I mean, who, 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 who says that to a seventeen-year-old who's trying to try to do his best in rugby? But yeah, anyway, yeah, it was it stuck with me. But, uh, yeah, he looks like he look like a bit 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 unhinged there, mate. I think he's, he's, he's it's an understatement. He's has it, has it only been black boots? Has it been has it only been black boots since that day then? Never been black boots since that day, purely from that statement. <laughs> I think I went for pink and yeah, about all the different colours of the rainbow, but no, never black, never black. It's too negative. Black's too negative. It's too negative, mate. Too negative, mate. Oh, mate. Start negative, negative. Oh, mate, why, why would you want to wear black? Black's just the sign of negativity. You're not going to win anything with black. <laughs> But I just love how he's doing it. If his, you know, Eddie Jones, like he's always smiling. Like even when he's, even when he's like really pissed off, he's always smiling. So you kind of don't know if he's taking the piss or not. And he's just there, like smiling with a crocodile Dundee hat on, telling all these journos how shit they all are. It's just amazing. He looks like a Jap. He looks like a Japanese Grinch, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's like Yoda, does a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like Yoda when Yoda's the one that was in the new Star Wars. Negative you are. Yeah. Negative you are. Mm. Win the world. That's we will. But yeah, Australia. Oh, oh fuck. Absolutely. Oh, there's Yeah, they've... Uh, Forget all this. The one one take one ten. Who takes one ten to a World Cup? One. And then the, the Springboks have taken four number nines. Springboks are done, which is just then yeah. yeah. Who do you think is to win it on that? No, who, who who do you think is going to win it then, boys? Oh, I'd like to see France meet a few months back. Yeah. Yeah, if you asked me a few months ago, I would have said France or Ireland, but I think the Kiwis are coming in some real form. Yeah, the Kiwis are ominous, which is a shame. Yeah. I think the opening game is potentially, potentially the final, isn't it? France versus New Zealand. Well, that would be interesting. That would be, be a really good game. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously I'd yeah. like it to be a Northern Hemisphere team, but you can never write the Kiwis off, can you? It's like... Anyone can keep up with them, sort of like for the first twenty minutes, but they can be losing with ten minutes to go by fifteen points, and they can still turn it around. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. you never write them off. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I pers- yeah. Pers- I South Africa game, the game where South Africa turned up with biggest team I've ever seen, 
and New Zealand just blew them off the park. That was pretty frightening. That, especially their physical. Oh, yeah, that uh, yeah. they dominate the South Africans physically, which just is never happens. Mm. Um, no. But the South Africans, they're done, aren't they? Because they don't have um, Pollard's out, Am's out. Um, one of their second rows is out, isn't he? Um, they've got a few bad injuries to key players, and I just don't. Um, yeah, their second uh, choice ten is not good enough. I don't think. Yeah, Lou Diago, he's out. Yeah, Diago. Yeah, yeah. So I think Diago's out. But Am um, and Pollard are just huge. Yeah. There. Yeah, and then you got the slow. You got a fullback who's even slower than Freddie Stewart in Willie Larue. Yeah. Um. I actually saw, talking about Freddie Stewart, I saw a thing on Instagram um, where it was one of these England like behind the scenes things where Freddie Stewart was walking out, the, walking out the tunnel and one of the guys commented, oh, is that is that his sprinting pace? Because it doesn't look like it gets any faster than that. Some loyal... Brutal. Brutal. He's not rapid, is he? But bless him. Oh, amazing. Um... Cool. Um, you mentioned a few minutes ago, Adam, that you had your Stavanger Rugby Club camping trip over the weekend. Any anything you, you can share with us that happened? Yeah, so it's issued tradition which we we've we've upheld now for uh, for as long as I've been in the club. Um, it, it started with the days when Tonsberg were part of the union setup, and we used to go on. Um, we used to do camp. We when we used to go play away at Tonsberg, we always used to find a place and wild camp. Um, and it was that that was actually incidentally the one of the the camping times where I lost my bet for my tattoo. Um, so we, we we do it every year. Uh, this year was um, in comparison to other years was pretty lame actually um, in terms of numbers. But yeah, it was it was good. We we you know we we do we do challenges. We we canoe out to a to an to an island and so, so that no one could see us and. We can just have free reign on the, on an island and just do what we want and just drink drink as much drink as much alcohol as we can. Um, yeah, cut, well, well, there was a, it was a touch and go with one one of the guys, Rossi, uh, uh, was a little bit inebriated and uh, just missed the fire when he tripped up when he was so drunk. So it was it. <laughs> but uh, nah, it, 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 it was it's all good. It's all good fun. We uh, we act, like I said, we get canoes, but sometimes we set challenges where people have to make their own. Uh, vessel if you like not not as in drinking vessel but okay. actually make a raft to get over to where we're camping uh so that, that, that always turns out a bit of fun as well but uh, we have like uh throwing in acts uh competitions and uh press up competitions and pull up competitions and then we have quizzes and stuff like that which yeah it's, it's, it's just good fun it's just like a, a bit of a team building before the before the start of the season so uh but yeah it's just another excuse to drink beers basically so that's good fun at the at the stag do I was on last Thursday night, uh, it was on like Lake Coniston up in the Lake District. So really beautiful place. Like my friend has a he he's, he basically his family owned like a summer house there, and it's beautiful. It's right on the lake, it's got its own like pier and jetty and stuff like that. And at the end of the jetty, there was like a, a really big wooden boat. And one of the guys, he was a little bit drunk, and he thought it'd be a good idea to kind of run down the jetty and try and jump over the boat into the lake. And he's quite a big guy, right? To, to put it somewhat mildly. 
his jump start, as he was, yeah, as he was about to take off over it, I don't know what happened. He slipped or something, and he literally broke the jetty, <laughs> fell onto the wooden boat, partly first, and slid into the lake. And he got up, and he was like, we're like, Jared, you're all right, mate. He was like, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. He gets out of the water. His entire belly is just like bright red or like already blue with bruises and scraped to shit. And please, he was obviously he was fine the entire time. Please tell me someone videoed it. We didn't. We didn't video it. Myself and a couple of others were down there. The rest of us were up in the garden at the actual house. And all we heard was this like massive thud, <laughs> then splash, then squeak. <laughs> well done Jared he wasn't yeah he wasn't in the best state bless him um yeah so stay away from stay away from lakes and water when you've been drinking I guess Mm. on fire things are pretty solid advice there on fire yeah Yeah. and axes yeah yeah, homely rafts yeah yeah good advice (laughs) yeah cool um all right what else do you need to talk about, Jack? Yeah, I mean, there's some. I think we, I think we'd um, have to just touch on the couple of the guys who who've got injured this weekend, which is a real shame. Missing the World Cup, their, their first World Cups, I think. So uh, Jack Van Portfleet is out, um, yeah. and <laughs> and uh, Roman Intermac has done his ACL, I think. Mm, yeah, he's out. That's the killer blow. Which, um, what? I mean, he was—he's—he was one of the faces of the World Cup, mate. And uh, good face, good face to have as well as one of the faces mm-hmm. of the World Cup. But um, yeah, it's a real shame that he's that he's gone. Who's going to step yeah, in? Jerry can you and Roman? Uh, oh, I think for the France tens, they've got Damien Hastoy and Jalibert. So I think they're pretty. They'll be all right, France. It's just well, it's just a day. Yeah. Which you got inside? It doesn't really matter, does it? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I do. I do feel bad for Jack Van Portfleet, but at the same time, I think we took three really average scrum halves, and I think Alex Mitchell can change things up a little bit for England. I don't. Yeah, I'm no. really disappointed he wasn't playing against Ireland this weekend, but. He could he could offer something very different, which I think we needed. But I think out of those three, Van Portfleet was the one that you didn't was the best out of those three. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, that's yeah. true. Um, I would have r- rather care or Youngs be out, but it is what it is. I just hope Mitchell gets his chance to shine because he he can do something out of nothing. Yeah. No, it's um. We'll see. We'll see how he goes if he gets a chance. I guess. It's, it's really giving me yeah. 2007 vibes, this, isn't it? This World Cup. Like, oh, yeah. Shite. Yeah. Really experienced team that might just fluke their way to like a final. Mm. Yeah. I think we got, got you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't put a price on, on experience. And it's like, I, I, I saw, I saw, I can't remember who it was, but someone had said about, okay, it's all good putting in youngsters and stuff but a world cup is now it's here and now 
and you need the guys who are experienced to keep their head at that level and that kind of thing. So, you know, Ben Youngs and Danny Kerr, they, you know, they, they're a safe bet, I think, in my opinion. Um, you know, Alex Mitchell, yeah, can come and change things up, which is, which is good to have that in your arsenal. But when you want to set a game plan and impose your game plan, then, you know, Danny Kerr and especially Ben Youngs can do that. So maybe, you know, if you've got to have a Maverick, which is probably, you know, potentially Marcus Smith at 10, you do want a, a you know, a, a steady, a steady head at nine because you can't have two Mavericks on the pitch in those positions, especially the way that England play. So I think it, I think it worked all right. But yeah, it's a good point you're making about the yeah. 2007, just having that experience and maybe just fluke our way through some, some games and stuff. But, yeah, it's still be interesting in uh, a tournament, though. Well, I mean, everyone everyone's talking about like the side of the jungle that we have, right? We've got like the easy side, and we do. And I think we would be Australia tomorrow if we were to play them. Uh, and England do have a habit of kind of like building throughout a World Cup, as we did in the last one, apart from the shit final that we played. So I'm just, I am a little bit hopeful that we can get to a final. I'm just scared of who we might face in the final and just get absolutely blown away yeah but you'd take a final together wouldn't you jesus oh i'd definitely t- right now I'd, I'd take a semi-final as well yeah um with the team we've had and the way we've been playing the past two games from what i've seen and, and read we do not deserve to be uh anywhere near a final right now yeah i think ireland is dublin because ireland have gone full noise um and it looks like England have gone full nice. That looks as close to this looks as close to two starting fifteens as 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 I've seen for a while. So this will be a good barometer, I think, of uh, of where both teams are at because England have played Wales twice. Wales garbage, and we basically got battered in one of them and scraped by in the next one. Um, not because we were good, because Wales are shy. So um, this is going to be interesting could go really badly but it could be you know could be a good i think it'll be a good game anyway um mm. but we'll see there's shit loads of rugby on this weekend isn't there it's like nine games or yeah i'm weirdly i'm actually really excited for um, fiji and france i think that'd be class yeah mm. that'd be good i think there'll be you know a lot of fiji and flair and france are pretty pretty creative when they want to be um i think wales and south africa is going to be an absolute drab fest I think that's going to be that's going to be shocking. Um, yeah, if they put that at nine pm, Jesus Christ, I think we're asleep by nine thirty. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be fucking dreadful. I thought. Have you boys? Have any of you boys got any tickets to the World Cup? Yeah. Sold them. Oh yeah, you had something you had. Sold them all. Uh, I had I had tickets to all the games in Nice. There was four games in Nice. I had three tickets to each game, but I bought them. Literally, I bought the tickets the day they came out, and my order number was actually like 100 or something like that, or 103. So I was like one of the first to get them. And then all my friends and my family decided to get engaged, uh, and they all decided to get married this year. So in between my, my wedding in Spain in two weeks and a wedding in Australia in November, I just can't, I can't, afford it financially and I can't take the time off work and stuff like that it's just all of it is is it'll just get too expensive plus chuck in the fact that at Blinden we have three away games in three consecutive weekends so 
I won't get into that because I could kick off for the next three hours because it's outrageous what's happened there. Uh, but yeah, so I I literally had to sell sell them. I just I couldn't make the time, unfortunately. So so where you come from, it's legal to marry your family because you said your family are getting married. Actually, is this is your sister getting married? Well, I don't really. We're from Hull, we're actually from a very similar place. No, I'm not from Hull. I'm not from Hull. I'm oh, sorry, Matt Stoke and Trent. Mad- Manchester slash Stoke, which is similar to Adam. So you can't talk. Whereabouts are you from then? Where, where is it? Nah, technically, technically, I was born in Stoke, but I was raised up in uh, in in uh, the River Valley up in Lancashire. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, no, my, my sister's getting married to uh, an Egyptian bloke, uh, Josh's best mate, um, and then my, my other best friend from school. He got married last weekend uh, at our school, but then he's really selfish and he wants to get married again in Australia. So, uh, And because I'm a groomsman, I've got to do both. Yes. Good effort, mate. Yeah, Good effort. So, uh, yeah. Get married, so, sail, get married to sail you there, mate. You'll, you'll uh, save some money on flights. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh, she'll be actually oh, no. She arrives in South Africa three days before the wedding. Well, she's meant to arrive in South Africa, uh, which is pretty mad. So yeah, unfortunately, she won't be able to sell me anywhere. <laughs> and talk, I talk. think when I see her, I don't. Go on. No, I was just saying to, to talking to weddings. Uh, she, uh, Glyn actually got married uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was actually the toast. Oh, so at yeah. his wedding. Yeah, so that that was that was a pretty pretty good. Uh, it was it was interesting to see a a mix of a Norwegian traditional wedding with a, an English wedding kind of mixed, and it was it was mm. quite uh, it's quite not nerve wracking. But I had to do my research because apparently with a Norwegian wedding, the the speeches are all quite emotional, whereas obviously in the UK wedding, it's all about taking the mick and thingy. So I, I had to kind of tread a thin line there when I was doing some jokes. Yeah, so it was I I I, I um. Because I was like, oh, obviously, you Norwegians want to understand the jokes and stuff. So I'm going to give you a little cue. So I just did this, put my thumb on my, my nose to, to give them a cue for every time that they were they needed to laugh. Uh, <laughs> and I just found the whole day, I was just doing this a whole day, just putting my nose, hand under my nose. They just didn't get my sense of humor at all, which is uh, which was pretty embarrassing. But uh, yeah, congratulations to Glenn for getting married anyway. Found, found, yeah, found good, good on him. Yeah. him. <laughs> so... Good on him. Congrats, Glenn. It's hard being a Toastmaster, though. I I, I was doing it on the weekend as well. It's a uh, it's a tough job trying to keep it all going. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm getting married next weekend. Oh, you are. You are. Yeah. Well, yeah. Congratulations, mate. Like, thank you. And uh, our Toastmaster don't, is like. Don't sound too happy about it, Jack. Our Toastmaster <laughs> is like. Um, her name's her name's Hannah. My dad called her Honorable Lecter because she's like. Uh, she like she's like messaging people going three to four minute speech no longer than that she's like well strict she's she's taking it really seriously and she was like message my my uh my parents and she was like what's your relation to the bride and groom and she they she was like writing an internet dating profile for them she was like what you like doing what are your hobbies like what's your occupation and all this kind of stuff and my dad was like occupation retired Hobbies, none. <laughs> uh, <laughs> relation to the groom, uh, father, unfortunately, or something like that. So, yeah, it was uh, 
she's taking it well seriously, mate. Norwegians take it proper serious. Yeah. Proper serious. True. Brilliant. Yeah, mate, good. If we don't see everyone, well, we probably won't see everyone, but uh, yeah, best of luck with it. Yeah, mate, yeah, looking forward to Saturday. Oh, sorry, I thought you were talking to me. <laughs> no. <laughs> you, thought that was well, yeah. you, Adam. It's not all about you. <laughs> it's sure gone to his head. The fame has gone to his head. Don't <laughs> <laughs> so you know who we are? Uh, uh, yeah. No, I think I think Marita Hobbs has a nice little ring to it. Uh yeah. I don't think she's too happy going from a name that no one else in the world has to Marita Hobbs, but yeah, we'll see. She's gonna have to put up with it, unfortunately. That's uh, right. Well, at least Uncle Helen's, which is even more common. Yeah, Marita yeah. yeah. It's not over here, it's not. No, <laughs> no it isn't actually, yeah. Too exotic, no, true. It's hilarious, mate. They all think it's so exotic coming to England for a wedding. I'm like, get married in Slough, and they all think it's well exotic. <laughs> the Norwegians call me Adam Younes, and I think that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, feel like I feel like a Spanish stud or something. Yeah, Adam. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll go with that. We'll go with that. No, they say Adam. Adam Younes. Adam Younes. Oh, still, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh. Better than it's better than yacht, which is what they call me. <laughs> sounds like this. Sounds like this. Yeah. Uh, right. No, that's um right. Good avenue you want to get, mate. Good luck. Yeah, mate. No. Well, go well on the weekend. We're not too well, and um, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing if I can. I'll try and stream it if there's a stream. Um, but if yeah, we would try to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I think tomorrow we'll we'll get an answer on the stream. But yeah, Adam, see you on uh, see you on Saturday, bud. Yep. Cheers, guys. Great being back on again, and uh, keep doing what you're doing. That's awesome. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Well, right, mate. See ya. See you in a bit. Bye bye. Bye bye.